The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. The prophecy has come to pass that there would come to us a chosen one and that he, having no child of his own, would love all children everywhere and that he himself would be an artisan and a craftsman and a skilled maker of toys. All those within the sound of my voice and all those on this earth everywhere know from this day on, now and forever, you will be called Santa Claus. Good evening and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. Uh, and joining me as always is Alex. Hello. Uh, humbug. Uh, humbug. <laughs> Shut your yeah. face. See, now, that, that, that little bit at the beginning, that was from one of my all-time favourite Christmas films, which was we, we spoke about last week, which is The Santa Claus, um, mm. which is uh, a 1985 film. And that is, like, just the... It's the old man. He's like Father Time or something. I don't know what the fuck he is, but he's like Father Time. <laughs> uh, big long beard that kind of goes all the way back, and he's preaching to to this already old man about being Father Christmas. And uh, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's quite apt. And then it just instantly kicks into the music from Elf and the Polar Express. Yeah, which is uh, an amazing score. Uh, is that a, an Alan Silvestri score? Probably. It sounds like it. it sounds like up his street i can yeah it's not a um it's, it's not john williams i'm pretty sure it's alan silvestri uh but it's a great score great mm. score um so yes hello uh christmas part two uh this will be our last show for this year uh and then we're gonna take uh, a little break for uh for a couple of weeks say a couple of weeks probably three maybe four weeks we'll, we'll, we'll say three well we'll say three for now but it may be that we come back on the uh, on the 14th mm-hmm. um of january so, uh, so yeah, it's um, Christmas part two. Mm-hmm. We've got there's the thing with Christmas films. I went to see a Christmas film with my sister at the cinema. Um, was it the Christmas Chronicles? No, no, it okay. was uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> Once Upon a Deadpool. Mm, yeah, don't re- well, actually, if Die Hard counts, and that counts. Yeah, it it was. I'm a I'm a big Deadpool fan, and I love Deadpool too, uh, but I would. After seeing it, I wouldn't go and pay money to see it if I knew what I was going to see. Yeah. Because it's basically just Deadpool 2 with all the violence cut out and with the swearing, like, monitored down uh, wow. and with a few extra scenes with Fred Savage in. And like, I like Princess Bride and I like the references they made, but I don't think it was worth the full price of a ticket. No. But then that's how cinemas get you, though, isn't it? The minute? Yeah. It was that or, like, obviously... um. <clears throat> uh, in general, my sister hadn't seen Deadpool two, so that was uh, that was a bonus for her to see it. Oh well, uh, with a little less violence. Well, that's not too bad then. Yeah, that's all right. But <laughs> yeah, the, the the main the main thing with Christmas is that there are so many films to to cover. I mean, mm. you know, last week we we covered predominantly how Die Hard and Die Hard one are Christmas film. Uh, Die Hard one and Die Hard two are Christmas films. Mm-hmm. Um. How terrible the parents from Home Alone are. Yeah. Um, and oh, um, um, by the way, uh, according to Twitter, Kevin McAllister is a sociopath. Sociopath, cool. Yep, he's a sociopath, according to uh, the world of Twitter. So, <laughs> thank you to everybody that contributed who contributed to that. To, to that. Strangely, it was a fight between neither, oh, okay, neither psychopath or sociopath. And sociopath. So he clearly isn't a psycho, but he has severe issues 
that probably need to be worked out with a punching bag as opposed to... You know he grew up to be the guy in Saw, right? <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. That would be a nice little twist to bring them all together, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so we did that. We covered um, Elf mm-hmm. as well, and we also covered The Grinch and um, Polo Express slightly. Barely. We we mentioned it. Yeah, I yeah. took the piss, and you then did you got defensive. Yeah. <laughs> standard show i think i mean i think we mentioned the muppets christmas carol as well we mentioned the muppets i think yeah and do you know what that so is started. one that is one film that i've noticed uh, especially this weekend that um charles dickens a christmas carol mm. is covered in so many different ways but still the same yeah um the two most notable that that people remember the Muppets Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. absolutely classic, um, with Marley and Marley. Yeah, I love that. Love Marley and Marley. <laughs> um, that was good. And it's not half bad. It's all bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that—that's actually a really good uh, take on it. I think it's mm. quite uh, quite light-hearted um, with Kermit and Miss Piggy. And strangely, their their child isn't a pig. Frog mm. hybrid. He's he's a frog. No, you get the boys that are frogs and the girls that are pigs. Yeah, which it, I know it's it's it, super weird. It, 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 that doesn't happen. How freaky would it be to see a frog pig hybrid? <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd if you want them. that, go watch Alien Resurrection. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's the Muppets Christmas Carol, and then you've got Scrooged. Now the mm. reason I bring up Scrooged is because I watched it yesterday, and I have to say just how brilliant that film is um it's it's one of those films that you probably won't watch because of the poster which is basically bill murray a skeleton hand smoking uh, a cigarette with a really kind of creepy smile on yeah but having watched it back i mean i i love it anyway i've watched it quite a few times in the run-up to to christmas it's it's just fantastic. And the reason it's fantastic is Bill Murray. Mm. Pure and simple. Um, well, you're a big Bill Murray fan. Yeah, I am. I'm a massive Bill Murray fan. Absolutely love him. I think he's amazing. I think he's he was, he's got to be the original chameleon because he can literally turn his hand at anything. But he's very much a one-trick pony in the same breath mm. because he, his characters are all very similar. Yeah. Look at... Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, uh, Lost in Translation. Groundhog Day is such a good film. It is a great film. It is a great film. Um, And, yeah, uh, he does play very similar characters, but that's just kind of him. Mm. But it's believable. What I also really like is the, the whole theme of it is that he's not really Scrooge as such. He's just a dick who's making people work on Christmas Eve to do yeah. a live telling of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I I just love that whilst he's not technically Scrooge, he's still screwing over the people that work for him. So you've got, um, I don't know who it is, but the woman who plays the Ghost of Christmas Present is absolutely phenomenal. She's brilliant. I can't remember who she is. I will have a look, but she she is brilliant, and you know she hits him with a toaster, she punches him. <laughs> it's it's taking that genteel sort of a Christmas Carol, yeah, and giving it a full on in your face kind of move, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I was thinking about Scrooged and uh, all the ones about. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge and the movies that play on that, and <laughs> you know, you know, a Christmas movie we haven't mentioned: the Ghosts of Girlfriends Past with Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Because that's basically um, that's basically a Christmas Carol, but just done with Matthew McConaughey and girls yeah. in in the form of a chick flick. But that that woman, by the way, is called Carol Kane. Okay, cool. she's been in um, Confessions of a Drama Queen, Adam's Family Values. She, oh, I can't, no, 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 I'm thinking of someone else. She's been in The Pacifier, um, Muppet Movie, Jumping Jack Flash. Uh, she's been in loads, man. 
she actually has been in loads of films. Mm. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. I, she is brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, Matthew McConaughey's Ghosts of Christmas, uh, Girlfriend's yeah, Past. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much a Christmas Carol, but for um, a Chick bloke flick. who basically shags around. Yeah. Uh, effectively. Um, um, but yeah, but Scrooged is, is one of my favourite films um, at Christmas time just because of Bill Murray, but because of the way that they've taken the story and kind of slightly changed it and made it a bit more... You know we're going to get a remake of that soon. You know it. It's going to be yeah. someone like, uh, well, probably like Matthew McConaughey. No, it's going to be Ryan Gosling, <laughs> isn't it? Or fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. Or Ryan Reynolds. Or Ryan Reynolds. No, see... Uh, actually, I, I, I do you know think, what? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds could work. <laughs> actually, that could work. Oh god! Yeah, that could actually. That makes work. me feel sad for myself knowing yeah. that that's a physical possibility. That could um, actually happen. But no, like like you were saying with Bill Murray, he is like he's a one trick pony, but also very likable. I think he's the sort of everyman, and that's what he comes across in all of his roles as like just a, a generic forty something man, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, but very likable, uh, very, uh, very empathetic for the audience to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's um, one film I would absolutely recommend anyone go to watch. Mm, definitely. I mean, you can buy it in Tesco's for a quid. To be fair, it's there's not many Christmas films you can't get in Tesco's now. For a quid, yeah. For a quid. They're pretty... um, yeah, they are, they are pretty decent. Um, another film that I absolutely adore... And I actually bought this. I was I was buying DVDs for the kids. <laughs> we were going through Tesco's. And then you accidentally put a few in for yourself. Buying DVDs <laughs> for the kids. No, no, no. They, no, they picked. They couldn't pick between three. Okay. And it was two for eight quid. All right. Yeah. So they picked the three they wanted, and I and I picked this film up. And I just kind of put it to one side and left it out at home, and uh, it was picked up and put on. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> love it. It is brilliant. It is probably the, the most isn't it? anti-Christmas film yeah. ever. It's it's just brilliant. Now, if you've never seen uh, National Lampoon's Vacation or anything like that, then you probably wouldn't have heard of Christmas Vacation. But somewhere along the lines, you have seen <laughs> some of this film. Yeah. Somewhere. You have either heard the quotes, you've seen the things on Facebook, especially at the minute, because there are a lot of people doing the uh, shitters full scene in their driveways. I must have seen, mainly, in, it actually is all in America. So all my American friends are sharing different pictures <laughs> of people doing it in their streets and whatnot. You know, they've got the RV, they've got like a generic person in a vest, blue trousers, holding a hosepipe and... Smoking a smoking a cigarette, just kind of standing there, flip flops and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's I love it. I don't. I'm not really a fan of the National Lampoon's films, just in general. The new one was crap. The, oh yeah, the new one was awful. The, the old, va- you know, Vacation and Euro Vacation. They weren't massively funny, but Christmas Vacation. I can't even remember some of them. Um, one of them, they're in Vegas. Another one, they're driving around Europe. They get very samey. Yeah, they are very, very samey. The but new one... Christmas one was good. I think the new one is Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I think. he was from um, uh, Hangover. That's what I remember him from last. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, is that Jason Sudeikis? I don't know. Oh, in, anyway, um, but yeah, Christmas Vacation is just hilarious, mainly because of Chevy Chase. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people give Chevy Chase some shit because his films are all cheesy. They're all um, they're all a bit bland. They're all very samey and they can mould into each it's other. It's Ed Helms. It's Ed Helms, is it? Yeah. Okay. He looks like Jason Sudeikis. I'll, I'll Google search both he of them. He looks like Jason. Together. Jason Sudeikis is the one that's married to Emily Blunt. Is he? I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah, they do look freakishly alike. Yeah. yeah that... That guy's in um, the We Are the Millers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A good film. And he's the guy that's married to Emily Blunt. Oh, weird. Yeah. Random fact there. It's really random. Yeah. 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 So. Um, oh no, he's. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not Emily. That's a different guy. That's John Krasinski's married to. Okay. Well, they all look the same. <laughs> they they've all got. They've all got bloody. They same. look like the. Uh, if you put them next to each other, it's like the Pokemon evolutions. Yeah. Sort of like the faces changing. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Michael Sarah Jesse Eisenberg quandary, mm. which we are going to cover in a future show, by the way. <laughs> so if you don't know which one's which, we will help make that a little bit easier for you. But yeah, it's. Um, I I love Chevy Chase. I think Chevy Chase, just in that film, and also My Name Is Al, you can call me Al, the song that he does, mm. um, or the video for anyway. But uh, but yeah, I love it. It's just so funny because his tirades are hilarious. Basically, he plays Clark Griswold, yeah. who has a lovely family. Mm, they're yeah. not lovely. They're assholes. <laughs> they're awful people. They're awful, awful people. <laughs> and um, and he works for a shitty company, and he's hoping to get a big bonus so that he can build a swimming pool in the back garden. Yeah, he's a very average Joe, blue collar type guy. You know, he's not the smartest. No, he is not. <laughs> um, his his kids are just wretched. wretched. They really are. Uh, his... Isn't there like a? I can't remember the joke, but in the Christmas Vacation, there's a joke about a brick. I swear, at the beginning with black like presents, and someone has a brick. Probably, I can't yeah. remember. Like that's the one thing that stands out to me about remembering the movie. But yeah, um... yeah, I think I, I think there is. But um, but yeah, he's just an average Joe, and it basically follows the exploits of him having his in-laws and his parents over for Christmas. Mm. Uh, he's got two douchey neighbours who are hipsters and, you know, they're, they're in... They're, are they interior designers? Their house is done up like the house in fucking Beetlejuice after um, Kevin's mum from Home Alone gets hold of it with... Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, with, with the help of the guy with the flock of seagulls haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who plays uh, Bob... In Demolition Man, Bob. He plays the the fat guy to um, Cocteau. Okay, yeah. He plays like the uh, the assistant seaman. I know. I I've got this shit locked. But yeah, Demolition Man yeah. is also a great film. Well, the only oh Bob. Oh yeah, Bob. I'm thinking of something. I was thinking of the Running Man. I was thinking of Jesse Ventura and that. And like no, 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 no. Demolition Man. Yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah he I plays, know what you're on. Yeah. Associate Bob. There yeah. you go. That's his name. That's his actual name. What's Asso- your boggle? Yeah, what's, your, what's my boggle? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so he's uh, so the house looks like that, and they're, they're basically douchebags. And you've obviously got the Griswolds who want to do everything. They've got lights up all over their house. Mm. His brother-in-law turns up with his wretched dog and his kids, and they're all... They are your, your ATF. Well, you know when you go on holiday, right, and you get... The tracksuit family. You get the family that always gets on the plane. Yeah. They're all in flipping tracksuits. And, you know. They're loud. They're loud. They're boisterous. They stick your ass in, their ass in your face. And they're like, oh, sorry about the ass in the fucking face. And they keep doing it. And they keep doing it. And yeah. they keep, like, squeezing past. They're always the last people on as well. Yeah, because they're late. <laughs> always the last people on. Well, his brother, Clark Griswold's brother-in-laws are just like that. Yeah. His, his family's just like that. They've got an RV. Um, which is a recreational vehicle for those of us that live in uh, in England. They're mm-hmm. basically like a caravan on wheels. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you see, we see loads of them around here. Uh, but yeah, so, and it just follows the exploits of, of, of those. I mean, they get a, they get a flipping squirrel in the tree. The, the grandfather's hairpiece gets pulled off and set on fire. Mm. There's a gas leak. There, um, the, his brother-in-law kidnaps his boss and drags him over. Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase goes on a tirade, uh, which you will hear later on in the show as well. You definitely need to listen to that because that's amazing. Um, and it's general just anarchy, yeah, basically. But it's hilarious. It's like Home Alone for adults. Yeah, except I would say that's sore. <laughs> uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's more of a adult orientated audience for um christmas vacation well any national lampoons it's sort of aimed at like at least 15 to 18 and upwards yeah oh yeah it's it, it's it's not well it is a bit blue yeah because there are there is some fruity language in it 
Oh, well, it, back then, it, the ratings were different. Well, back it's, then you could get away with a load. I don't think they could get away with making a f- that that sort of film now. No, no, you know? it's, it's the same sort of line as uh, the Mel Brooks films. They would never get made today just because of uh, uh, it would just be too. Christ, could you imagine Blazing Saddles? Yeah, oh, that's Christ. such a good film as well. Christ, that there would be uproar in certain areas of society. Oh, in the all moment. areas, it targets. Everyone in that Yeah, film. actually, nobody is safe in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and that's what makes it so great. You remember the dance choreographer in oh, Blazing yes. Saddles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It, I know. <laughs> it, it's a shame. It, it's a shame that there are so many narrow-minded people now mm. that think they're right and they're just dicks. Well, we have to blame it on... Well, we, well, well, we don't have blame to blame it on anything, but multimedia and social media in general has given everyone the uh, thought in their head that everyone deserves uh, to have their voice heard. And the problem with that is a, a large majority of people are idiots. Yeah. Not the, not the listeners here, though. No. <laughs> you're all brainy. <laughs> yeah. No, no but, but you're right. It's, but it's it... the same thing. Like Some people just don't have that filter where they know when to say something and when not to say something. And because they can just put it out there and thousands of people can see it, suddenly you get a bunch of um, people just rallying behind something that shouldn't have ever been said in the first place. Or it shouldn't have ever been taken in the way in which these specific types of people take it. Exactly. And therein lies the the issue with remakes of films such as Blazing Saddles, because I would love to see an updated version of that. Yeah, it's never going to happen, though, because it's just too too far out Anyway, it's not a Christmas film. So, yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, it is... It is brilliant. It is mm. funny. It's a bit dark as well. In some places, it is a little bit dark. I mean, there are darker Christmas films. I mean, you literally watch a guy crumble in the film. I mean, he he literally crumbles as a man. Let's to the get point- things straight, though. <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol freaks me out in the last act. <laughs> I still maintain it is one of the scariest things for a child to watch. Uh, it has the personification of death that's like a good eight to nine feet tall tower over Michael Caine. And that is a dark Christmas movie. Yeah, I'd say that's it, even scarier than probably Krampus. I don't know. Krampus is a great Christmas film. Yeah. Oh, we actually met Krampus as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That's at, uh, at Field of Force. Force Day. Yeah, we met Krampus. Um that was an awesome cosplay. Yeah. That was an awesome... There was a ton of awesome cosplays yeah. there. You can actually find them on Facebook as well, by the way, Krampus UK. Um, absolutely go and check it out because the, the guy's cosplay was phenomenal. Imagine that coming down the street on the back of like a, a float. That would be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be proper terrifying. <laughs> but Krampus is a, is a total anti-Christmas film as well. Yeah. Because it's basically an evil Santa going around... Murdering people. Murdering people, yeah. Yep. Uh, but still a great Christmas film. Um, Lethal Weapon, Gremlins, great Christmas films, as mm. we mentioned last week yeah. as well. Well, Lethal Weapon has zero to do with Christmas. Yeah, but it's still It doesn't classes. even have the weather. Uh. <laughs> How it makes it onto a Christmas film, I don't know. Gremlins, I could understand. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but it but it really isn't. Um, but there's a, There's a thing that... I think they would never be able to remake as well in terms of Gremlins and Lethal Weapon. Uh, I think, obviously, they've made the TV show about Lethal Weapon, but it's very sedated comparatively to the Which is going to go down the pan now anyway, yeah. because um, Damon Wayans has thrown his toys out of pram. Well, because he's he's not the big star. Oh, get over yourself. It's not really about him, but like it's just the fact that the show. When I compare it to the movies, the show is subpar. Oh, yeah, it's weak. It yeah. is weak in comparison, but they've got a lot more scope with it. But they just don't just take don't it use up. it. No, um, but yeah. So Polar Express. Talk to me about Polar Express because I've only seen it once, uh, and that was years and years ago, and I refused to watch. It. Why? <laughs> I just hate. Uh, the, well, that was like one of the earliest full CGI movies. Um, I mean, it reminds me of The Snowman. Yeah. You know, we're walking in that. Maybe it's just the wishy-washy nature and of it. It just doesn't feel to me like 
I'm the target audience. That's that's yeah, one thing. Yeah, but it's start. not supposed to. It's not supposed to target adults. It's supposed to target children. Maybe if I had kids, like I would be more tolerant of it. Maybe a bit more accepting of it. It's not about being accepting, though, right? Uh, yes, it's a fully CGI film. Yeah, granted, with some, okay, some questionable has, CGI. It at the has moment. got questionable <laughs> CGI, but it is just a great feel-good Christmas film. There'll be a lot of people who will be agreeing with mm, me. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. It's just my personal preference. I don't. Really yeah, I mean, you know, for like me, Polar Express is one of my one of my favourite Christmas films. On that same sort of subject as well. Uh, Jim Carrey's uh, Scrooge one. Uh, do you remember he did a full CGI one where he was? Yes, um, yes. It's a Christmas Carol. Yes, but yes, it's full yes. CGI. It is, but it's yeah, it's him. CGI. I wasn't. I wasn't keen on that either because it was full CGI. See, I wasn't keen on that just because I didn't find it at all interesting. It was one of those things where I thought, why do they even need to go full CGI with it? They don't know. That's the problem. Is that exactly. they didn't need to go full CGI with it, but they did anyway. Mm. But, 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 but back to your Polar Express. Polar Express, right. The reason it is so good is that it's just a completely different type of Christmas film. So you've got a young boy, he's at that age now where he's questioning the uh, the realness of Santa. He's questioning the morality of believing in Santa. And the night of Christmas Eve, he... Uh, he wanders downstairs to see if Santa has been, and he hasn't. And his father, is, who is played by Tom Hanks, who mm-hmm. plays loads of characters in it, by the way. Great way of saving money. Um, and <laughs> using your star to using the fullest asset. Using your star asset. to the fullest asset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, uh, he puts his uh, sister to sleep. So the father Permanently. Puts the, <laughs> the father puts the daughter to sleep. And, um, and he's got a Santa hat. So, so the kid starts questioning and then starts... He, Strangely, he pulls out a dictionary or a thesaurus and looks up the North Pole. And it says in big, bold letters, devoid of life. Now, this kid is about nine, ten years old, okay? I don't think that's... I don't think there would be a definition in a dictionary of the North Pole being devoid of life. It would be like glacial, well, uh, magnetic... It, whatever. Yeah, but, but, that, but that's kind of what it says. Apparently that says... <laughs> That's what it says in his. Yeah, but the fact dictionary. that a ten-year-old would even look, think to look in there, it's so weird as well. But anyway, um, he's laying in bed, and uh, then a train pulls up in his street outside, like a magical train. And he goes outside. It starts to, you know, the whole room starts to shake, and he yeah. goes out. And uh, and Tom Hanks gets out, and you know, encourages the child to get onto the train, yep. as you do. Yep. Um, but it's the it's the Polar Express, you know. And <laughs> so it, so dodgy. It's so it, it's so booming. But the fact that there are other children on there as well. Oh yeah, get into know, the van, kids. So long as know, there's other children in look, there. Look, he's not the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's freaky. That is creepy. But it's um. But yeah, so they didn't then say, go on a. Sorry, I was just going to say, didn't the child catcher actually say in that movie that he could smell children? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's yeah. messed up. Try getting away with that nowadays. Um, so, yeah, so they go on a magical adventure on the Polar Express to the North Pole, which is where they're going. And they have they have magic tickets, um, and they basically get into shenanigans on the train on its way to the North Pole. Mm. And Tom Hanks' uh, character, the conductor, is very stickler for time, but it's... It's an actual journey from a, a child who is looking into the fact that Santa doesn't exist up to the point where he is sat in Santa's lap in the North Pole with one of the bells from the sleigh that's come off. And it's basically the journey of this child's ultimate rebelief in in Father Christmas and in Santa and it's quite it's quite inspiring from the position that when when you are watching it, it anything can happen mm. you know it gives you the, it, it's a for me it's the score the score throughout the entire film does it like wins me over it makes me feel all warm and cuddly and fuzzy inside that, that's just the way it, it just does and it's so encapsulating 
Uh, I mean, the, the CGI is shite, but... I want to bring up something uh, that's um, that I found out fairly recently <coughs> the other... Well, not the other day. It's not like I do research on Polar Express, but um, it was a couple of like months ago now. Um, but I was watching uh, a YouTube channel, and they brought up Polar Express just offhandedly, and they said, oh, yeah, have you heard about the corpse girl in Polar Express? And uh, I did some research, and apparently... Um, I think there's this girl called Holly in Polar Express. Hero girl Holly, I don't know what it is. Um, But she, at one point, I think screams at the camera. Well, obviously the CGI character screams. And it freaked a number of adults out because apparently it looks exactly like an actual corpse and it's something to do with the CGI not fully connecting. I didn't know that i shall have to have a look yeah at that. i'll send you the links it's it's really weird but there's a whole list of uh thing if you type in polar express corpse girl uh it pops up oh okay <laughs> well th- there you go then there's uh, a nice little tidbit there yeah some information well. but no it's um it, it is it is a fantastic feel-good film and i, I could watch it over and over mm. um i really could but yeah it's definitely one that for me, is up there anyway, and I would encourage anyone to watch it because it's so feel-good. And, you know, it's not... For me, and it always has been, uh, for both of us, in fact, that we don't just watch films. It's the music. It's the way the music plays against what's going on, mm. uh, how it ties up with what we're watching on screen, The just everything about it. And that's what makes the Polar Express so good, is that the music is so powerful and so um alluring it's a very it's a very strange thing to find in an animated film music that's so in touch with what's going on on screen but also is used in other films as well because a lot of the music is used in elf uh, and a lot of the music is used in other aspects in other christmas films as well yeah um which is a testament to uh just to the score mm. But um, but yeah, well, we're not going to be playing any of that sort of music, unfortunately. So you're going to have to uh, <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with this. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh, Santa's on his way. He'll kill parade for Christmas vacation. Got a ton of stuff to celebrate. Now it's getting closer, I can't wait. The finest snowman in the neighborhood Ain't it fun? Always on the run That's how it's done on Christmas vacation Let's go let the homes and light the lights Get a toasty fire burning bright
look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. Hi, I'm Holly Dempsey. You're listening to the film and TV show with Richard S. The sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone astray is the bluebird Here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland Meadow, we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's a circus clown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Until the other kitties knock him down When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chillin' We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way Just walking, talking, hand in hand in a crazy There you go. So that was the uh, end song to um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, mm. along with the two tirades that literally sum up Clark Griswold, um, our good friend and friend of the show, Holly Dempsey, who you can find in Harlots Season 3, which is coming out soon as well now, actually. Cool. Um, that's just been signed up for a third season. So you can watch that on Hula and on uh, Amazon as well. and uh, And obviously... You know, walking in a winter wonderland. Yeah. A little bit of bing. Can't beat that. So, um, so yeah, we were just talking about, uh, on over the music, between ourselves, we were talking about our Christmas traditions and what we do and, yeah. and what we watch. And uh, it, it's, strange. it's strange that people actually have traditions that they do at Christmas and, and mm. you know, on Christmas Eve and whatnot. So it's... Um, like in my household, there's usually an... Uh, a Christmas fight. No, uh, we um, we usually watch a lot of telly, especially on Christmas Day itself. Um, we always, I don't know why, but it seems to be like a tradition. We flick on to BBC One or Two and we just sort of coast through the movies throughout the day, like yeah. flicking between channels. And um, I don't know why, but it seems that in my head, I've programmed myself to believe that GoldenEye and uh, The Fellowship of the Ring are both Christmas movies Mainly because they have snow in it, um, and they're I, I also think, always on Christmas Day. I think having snow in it doesn't facilitate the fact that it's Christmas, unless, no, no, of course, no. the snow is falling, and they make a note, or they say that it's Christmas. Yeah, but it's just just yeah. how the brain works. No, it's, fair enough. And that's that's how BBC make their money. They um, put the premium movies onto... Uh, on Christmas Day, because they know that's when... And then charge everyone £15 a month for the privilege. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving swiftly on, because mm. there are quite a few that we need to go through. 
Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Put that cookie down Absolutely. now. <laughs> it's... I, I remember the first time I ever watched it. I'm Turbo Man. It was just... Yeah. It was just hilarious. But it's one that you will always find on at Christmas. Tur- yeah. uh, Jingle all the way. You will always find it on. And it's one that kids will absolutely love. I know that... My kids have watched it probably for the last two years. Hell, it's a movie where you got both the Terminator and Anakin Skywalker in there, so... Yeah, but that's before <laughs> he, he morphs into Hayden Christensen. Yeah, it's yeah, the it's, it's, it's the Brady Child. Child one. Yeah. But it's, it, it is a great, a great film because it's got no airs and graces. It is what it is. It's a dad who's been a little bit neglectful. Really neglectful. Yeah. And decides that the best way to earn his son's love is to try and buy him a toy. Yeah, and it's Christmas Eve, and it's the most wanted Christmas toy ever. And he lies to his wife because uh, she asks, oh, have you got it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got it. And he hasn't, and he walks into a shop and to go and buy it, and it literally follows him on his quest to find a Turbo Man, which, mm. to put it into perspective, would be an Iron Man yeah. toy. It's, yeah, it's pretty much Iron Man. It's pretty much Iron Man. Um, it's even got the colour scheme. Yeah, yeah. Red and gold. Um, and it just follows an escapade with him and a terribly awful mailman, played by Sinbad. Yeah. Um, who wow. is... Um, <laughs> And I'm not even I'm not even looking at Wiki for that. I know that it's Sinbad, um, and it is just it's just fun. It is it's just fun. Mm. You've got the creepy neighbour who's trying to get into the mum his wife's knickers. <laughs> yeah. He's got a flipping a real life reindeer, and he's basically he's a single parent who likes to think that he he's good with the women because he's nice and friendly. Really, he's like the the creepy curtain twitcher you would want to keep your kids away from. He's like Just Ned because. Flanders if Ned Flanders was a sex offender. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? That is a perfect description of him. Now, I'm sure the guy that plays him... I'm sure he's pro- a nice guy. ...probably didn't want to come across <laughs> as a perverted sex offender type <laughs> Ned Flanders, but that's effectively what he is. And, um, yeah, so he's he's trying it on with his wife because you know arnie has been a bit neglectful mm. um of his wife and child through whatever else work and whatnot and it's just following his escapades through and it's it it's got no bones about it it is what it is it's mm. a cheesy fun-filled childlike film yeah because effectively the the adults are the most childish thing about the film because mm-hmm. they are petulant children fighting over a toy which nowadays you can actually see that happening you can actually you've only got to look at videos of black friday for christ's sake people still die on black friday and i find that absolutely ridiculous yeah you know you get to the pearly gates what did you die from oh man black friday yeah yeah there was this sweet deal on a TV, and then someone crushed me to death. Yeah, there was a sweet Great. deal on a TV, like fifty-inch screen plasma HD, whatever, for like forty-nine ninety-five. But you didn't get it because you're here. Because you're dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's just ridiculous. Why us as a country would ever want to adopt something as well? Well, thank you, advertising, because that's just pushing the whole capitalism agenda even further making it so that we do kill each other but the deals aren't even good deals no they're not they're not not here they're not you go over america and they are good deals there because walmart kmart and everyone else just literally don't care because they know that they that subsidiary sales will go through the roof and they always do Mm. whereas here as they're like buy this tv 200 pound down from 210 pound and people like yeah it's like no just wait until boxing day like everyone else Yep. But yeah, so it, it's basically to, uh, Jingle All the Way is basically commercialism. It, it is the epitome of commercialism, where you've got a parent desperate to get the one present his child wants. Yeah. Um, when really, actually, what his child really wants is his presence. Yeah. As opposed to an actual it's, present. So yeah. um, the irony isn't lost on us parents. You know, especially for me, the irony isn't lost, especially this Christmas for me, because. Um, 
you know, it a whole different kettle of fish that is. But mm. it's it, it rings more true now for me in in that respect that you know your presence is probably better than actual presence as such, which isn't a way of saying oh I'm cheap. That's that's what you always hope though, and um, a movie that also sort of suggests that as well is Hook as well. Yeah. Um, which I, uh, again, uh, well, Hook isn't just a Christmas movie for me. It's an all-year movie. Yeah, but, Hook, uh, is, <laughs> Hook, Hook is an all-year movie because it's Peter Pan. But it certainly has that same sort of family uh, message behind it that Jingle All The Way has as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, without without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and, you know, and, and it's good that there is a film like Jingle All The Way that, that shows that you don't, have to go and get the best toys to to buy your child's love you know it's ultimately they're not going to remember the toys they're going to remember the time and there's a whole thing going around on facebook at the minute about you know there's parents uh i think it's a fictional parent it's a fictional character fictional um, character taking that straight from Dog, straight from jay and silent bob absolutely yeah. they're making a new one of that yeah i know that'll be crap Hopefully it won't be, but you never know. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it goes along you know, along the lines of a parent saying about you know oh, I've spent seven hundred pounds on on this. Do you think it's enough? Blah blah blah. When you've got some parents can just about afford to put food on the table or pay their electricity bill. Yeah, and it's also other parents that know they can't afford uh, to buy their kids much. Then they take out a credit card and buy like seven hundred quids worth. And yeah, then but that's because they want That's because they follow things on Facebook, which is keeping up at the Joneses. And the one thing I want to stress now, although we're talking about Christmas films, is do not spend over what you can. Yeah. Your children, they will absolutely not remember the toys. They will remember the time spent. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, kids are kids. I I prefer all the rituals that my family has over any sort of presents. It's the Christmas meal that I enjoy and it's the movies and watching together and yeah. just spending a bit of time together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not about any gifts. Well, even at my age, I'm 28. You know, I have a job, so obviously I can buy what I want when I want yeah. outside of that time. Uh, so I, I do understand that kids are different. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you have to ration kids out until it's Christmas and make sure that but you the, don't... But when you go and spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds it's on It's useless. Them, you're, you're, you're turning your kids into spoilt brats. Yeah. You know, and and I'm gonna even I'm not gonna say these people's names, but I have people on my Facebook who literally spend a month's salaries worth on presents, and it makes me physically sick. Yeah, because those kids are gonna be spoilt brats and will never understand the value of a pound. Uh, and the one thing that a lot of Christmas films, and I'm so thankful that they do, is that they emphasise presents, as in being there as opposed to presents, mm. as in material things. And I think now more than ever in a, in this sort of world, having presents isn't as effective as actually being there. Yeah. So a lot of Christmas films do actually do that, and that's actually really, um, really quite quite good, you know, mm. and, that's, and, and that's kind of what the gist as an adult you take away from Jingle All The Way, that and the fact that, you know, Arnie is the all-action hero that we deserve. <laughs> and, you know, he, he gets a functioning Turbo Man suit. Yes! Which is insane. I like, know. How did, how did that even happen for a float? They were like, you know, well, we need an actual working jetpack. Yeah, and we also need an actual working uh, villain as well who can yep. fire random shit at you as well. Because, uh, because hashtag America. Well, anyway. Yeah. That, anyway, it's it's a fictional movie anyway. It is. So. Yeah. Um. So moving swiftly on, Deck the Halls. Have you ever seen this film? I think so. Maybe once. Matthew Broderick, who we were talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were yeah, talking whoops. about uh. in the um in the ad break, not for the right and, reasons. And Tim either. Allen. We were we were uh, we were, but we'll get to Tim Allen in a minute. Uh, Deck the Halls is uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. Child friendly Matthew Broderick. Everyone. <laughs> Child-friendly Matthew Broderick, absolutely. Um, yeah, charged but not convicted, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Uh, not of anything child-related, by the way, of uh, hit and run, but, you know, we'll just put that out there. Um, it's a good job he's married to a horse, isn't it? 
Nay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. She was fit once. She was. In Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that. It's like, another Christmas movie. Well, no, that's a Halloween movie. That's a Halloween movie. Uh, but, anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, yeah, so it's basically Matthew Roderick and Danny DeVito going at it for the best Christmas lights. Yeah. Basically. And um, it's literally a game of one-upsmanship on who can have the best Christmas lights. Oh, I just realised it. Oh, yeah. Um Ryan Reynolds is in Just Friends. That's set at Christmas. It is. And it has a similar concept of uh, lights and stuff. Yes, it does. Because that's yeah. with... Um, Amy Smart, Ryan Reynolds. Amy Smart, Ryan Reynolds. And that guy from um, American Pie. Jason Biggs. No. Uh, it Chris was Klein. The, Chris Klein, that was it. Chris Klein. Who, strangely... Uh, what did I see him in? Shit, I was watching something and I didn't realise it was actually him. He's in The Flash. He plays Cicada in The Flash. Oh, in the TV shows. He looks old as fuck, man. Like, he does not look like... That's what happens to people, do mate, they, yeah, they age. When you compare him now to I'm what gonna, he was in American Pie... It might have been, like, some facial prosthesis as No, well, man, it's like. not. He's just old. But anyway, yeah, Deck the Halls is... Uh, it, again, it's quite a fun, cheeky type film that's very similar to Christmas Vacation. It's it's basically a film of one-upsmanship at Christmas. Who can have the best house? Who can do the best things? Who's got the best wife? And ultimately, both of them lose their families. Both of their wives and their kids just think, oh, you two are a bunch of dicks. You are acting like children. Mm. Let's just... You know, so so obviously the wives up sticks and leave. Yeah. Them them two are kind of sat on their own, and they decide to help themselves. And and then in the process, Matthew Broderick decides to run over Danny DeVito. No, he doesn't. He decides to. <laughs> um, wouldn't be the first time. No, he decides <laughs> to to help Danny DeVito have his house seen from space because that's his ultimate wish. Danny DeVito. He's so his house can be seen from space. The lights on his house now. I don't know about you, that's physically impossible to have a singular house in middle America to be seen from space. Yeah, okay, you I need don't... to convert the wattage and voltage it's from just not... all the surrounding neighbourhoods yeah. into one focused beam No, it's of just not going to happen. But what does happen is that it does happen, obviously, yeah. and it looks like from space, inverted commas, a massive beam of light shining up into space. Hmm. Now, I'm sorry, I call bullshit, yeah. but still, therein lies that. And uh, also, before we before we do, uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Now, mm-hmm. this is a film... That I haven't seen. Y- so. You haven't seen. This is brilliant. So this is basically um, Tim Allen and... Um, uh, what's her face? Ah, <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've absolutely <laughs> forgotten. Didn't you just tell me? Jamie like- Lee Curtis. There we go. There you go. So it's basically Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis. They live in middle America because it's always middle America. It's always middle America. A nice little suburb uh, run like a uh, military operation by Dan Aykroyd, who is brilliant in it, by the way, I have to admit. Um, And this year for Christmas, with their daughter away, they decide to skip Christmas and go on a cruise instead. Yeah. Which goes down like an absolute lead balloon with the rest of the street that they live in. So it's then a fight between the rest of the street and the cranks <laughs> as to who's going to win. You've got them getting their top-up tans and you've got all the kids and everyone outside screaming for them to free Frosty, who's a giant... It's like a 10-foot uh, carbon fiber snowman that sits on the roof of their houses... They've all got one. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could ever fucking lift a 8 to 10 foot carbon fibre snowman onto the roof of a house. Now, bearing in mind, these aren't regular houses. These are American houses. And so these houses are fuck off huge, massive, and they are terrible, terrible houses. Well, carbon fibre is pretty lightweight, so... Uh, They may not be carbon fibre. It might just be like a really durable plastic but it's not light 
Let's put it that way. It's heavy. It would take a couple of guys and a couple of ladders, but I don't think it would be impossible. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they do it on their own. This is what I'm saying, is that they, they, they put it onto a roof of a house. Okay. Okay. So but so they've got that. They've got um, every, every tradition that they have, mm. they are neglecting. Okay. And then the daughter says, oh, surprise, I'm halfway home. You know, I'm on my way home with my new boyfriend. And uh, are you still doing everything for Christmas that you, that you always do? Yeah. I'm going to be there in like four hours. <laughs> so they have pissed everybody off. And they are basically trying to get everything done. Yeah. So, super so it then falls to the uh, head of the neighbourhood watch, Dan Aykroyd, to mobilise everybody to uh, military position to get the houses Ready. up to get the house up and running, basically mm. to get everything done. And it's just it's just fun. It's good. Good old-fashioned American fun, watching two people go against the grain and fail miserably mm. and then having to resort to kissing ass to be delivered. But it also has underlying the sense of community, the sense of um, what you tend to, to find most about Christmas is you've got people will always come together to help out others no matter how much of a dick you've been. It's funny because it's almost as though you're saying that there's almost like a communist... Uh, nationalistic type agenda where you can't go against the grain <laughs> in now, America that would be s- sinful now how would I, why would I ever say anything like that please don't misunderstand me <laughs> sense of sarcasm right there but yes um, the underlying tones of the film is that no matter how much of a dick you are people will always help you out uh, at, at Christmas if it was like middle of the year they'd probably tell you to go fuck yourself but it's Christmas and everybody wants everyone to be happy and they're like one big family and that's one thing that I've always found in American Christmas films is that everyone seems to be like a big family Mm. which is really really odd because in the real world people are bastards and they hate each other (laughs) wow way to just destroy the Christmas uh, cheer there (laughs) yeah but that but that's the reality, isn't it? Let's be yeah, honest. The, it's I not sugarcoat it. I think this is a movie, though, and like, like yeah, we and always have to say, it's trying to idealise and hopefully put across a good message rather than yeah. a negative one. But it, it is... It would be a sucky movie if they yeah. if they all turned around and went, no, nah, we're it not is, um, it, it is funny, though. It is hilarious, and it is, it is a film to definitely watch if you can. I mean... You know, we haven't got time to go through all the other Christmas films, no. but you've got A Nightmare Before Christmas, Love Actually, mm-hmm. which is a good, oh, which is yeah. a Love great Actually. film. You've got The Holiday, um, Arthur Christmas, Love Arthur Christmas, a real feel-good film that is as well. Nativity, Bad Santa, Four mm. Christmases, Bad Santa Two, um, A Christmas Story, Trading Places. Is Trading Places a yeah. Christmas film? Yeah, oh, I think is. so because Dan Aykroyd. Dresses as a pissed up Santa with a fish, um, so I'll take that. Uh, the Snowman, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, the old classics, Miracle and Thirty Fourth Street, uh, both the old and the new, mm. um, and the Christmas Chronicles as well. Which, by the way, is an absolutely amazing film. I love it, and Kurt Russell as Santa is life. He is a brilliant Santa, um, Kurt Russell. And if you haven't seen. Uh, Christmas Chronicles. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Honestly, mm. if you haven't got Netflix, do the thirty-day free trial. Yeah, and watch Christmas Chronicles. Just take it over Christmas and then yeah. cancel it because your your kids will love it. They will love a Christmas Chron- Christmas Chronicles. It is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. It's actually um, just a really good thing to uh, have a look at what else is offering 30, 30 day free trials in terms of like your subscription services yeah. for movies like Amazon Prime and things. Just uh, just just sign up to it. It's only like a couple of days, uh, and then you cancel it at the end, and you've had like a massive access to loads of really good premium shows. Yeah. And if you like it, then just pay for it. It's like eight quid a month. Yeah, you know. But a thirty day free trial. Definitely watch Christmas Chronicles. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show. That's another another show done. Uh, another year done. And That's four uh, Christmas shows all together now. I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. Um, we do want to say thank you very much to all of our listeners yeah. that uh, that do listen in live and that do download the podcast. Um, we do it for you. 
Um, we do it for for people to listen and Most to enjoy. We do it for the enjoyment. Yeah, and we enjoy doing this. We don't get paid for this. We do it for a hobby. We do it because we love films. We love sharing our thoughts and we love interacting with people who also enjoy films. Yeah. So um, from both of us, you know, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, a uh, very prosperous New Year. Mm. And um, we hope to see you again and to speak to you again in uh, January 2019. We hope you have a good one. Stay safe. Stay sober. Don't drink and drive. Don't overspend. And yeah. uh, just be good. And enjoy yourself. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Have a good one, guys. Merry Christmas. Now I have a machine gun. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, Won't see another one. Sang a song, the rare old mountain dew. I turned my face away and dreamed about you. God, I'm the lucky one. Came in late to one. I've got a feeling this year. Christmas Day